This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 51. If you're getting ready to sell your house anytime soon, definitely listen to this episode. In this episode, I'm going to go through a checklist that I created a few years ago in helping clients get their home ready to sell. Now, I have a little bit of a unique perspective when it comes to this. If you're not familiar with my story, here it is. If you are familiar with the story, thank you for listening to it again. I know it sucks when people repeat stuff, but... I was a professional organizer for many years. A few years ago, I was ready for a transition. I had been working in client homes um, for many years, and I needed to do something different career-wise. I just was ready. So I sought some career counseling and guidance and mentoring, and I decided that one organized mama, the brand, what I wanted to do ultimately was use it as a teaching platform to teach time management and organization. And that's exactly what I've done. So this podcast came from it and my online courses came from it. And you can find my online courses on my website, oneorganizedmama.com. Now, just side note on my online courses, because a lot of people think they're Zoom classes. They are not Zoom. They are self-paced, pre-recorded classes. They're super affordable, so you can go in, sign up for them. It comes with a printable guide. It comes with different videos, and then you can take them as many times as you'd like to make your way through the course, and they're yours to keep forever, I guess. Um, So anyway, during that transition with my career, I decided, you know what, that's sort of my almost like part-time thing. That's what I wanted to do. But what I realized I was really interested in doing is pursuing a career in real estate. So I went ahead, I studied really hard, got my real estate license, and was often running as a realtor here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I realized I had a really unique perspective when it came to being a realtor. Obviously, as my years spent as a professional organizer, and those of you who are professional organizers who are listening to my podcast, I want to say a quick shout out, hey to all of you. You all know that a big bulk of our um, clients and our jobs come from either referrals or we're getting paid by relocation companies or moving companies, or we're top of mind when people are getting ready to buy or sell their home. So it's a very obvious thing to think about for many people if they're getting ready to pack and move is to maybe get the help of a professional organizer. So again, I carry with me this very unique perspective into my career as a realtor. I also carry with me my super geekiness, my love for notebooks. And my love for jotting down things that is like, I'm a mad scientist. I like to jot stuff down. Um, I've told you guys this before. And what I'm doing when I'm jotting this stuff down, and I've done it for years, and I'm laughing at myself, um, is this. I think I realize I like to take something that's super complicated or may feel overwhelming to others. And I want to try to help them simplify it. I like simplified processes. So if you've listened to my podcast for any amount of time, you may have picked up on that. I like things in threes. I like to do 20 minutes. I like simple. And I like to teach simple. Well, that certainly applies to what I do as a realtor. So when my clients meet with me for the very first time, they're handed a very organized folder. And within that folder, 
are the processes for buying and selling in a nice and organized manner. So there's some tip sheets in there, but I just like to keep them very organized through their process. And so that's what I've done as a realtor. Now, back to being a professional organizer and helping people get their homes ready for the market. That was something that I realized was a really unique and valuable asset for my clients to have because I was coming in not as a total stranger, but as someone that didn't live in the home. So I was really honest with my clients with what I was observing as I was walking into their home. So this gave them a very unique perspective on what potential buyers would observe. So I kind of came in and noticed the things that the homeowners or the people living in the home didn't pick up on. So in one of those geeky sessions with jotting stuff down in my notebooks, I came up with this checklist. So this is what that checklist was from, is that walking in and doing that walkthrough with so many clients over the years and giving them the perspective of how they could better organize their home and get it market ready and hopefully get the best price possible. So let's get started on that. First and foremost, first impression spaces. Now, granted, every when someone walks into your home, the entire time they're there, it's first impression spaces. But I just wanted to kind of back up a little bit because again, as a realtor, I'm observing what my clients are saying when they're first walking into a home. What are their senses telling them? What are they hearing? What are they smelling? What are they seeing? What are they feeling? Because I tell you, and if you've ever purchased a home, you can probably look back and recognize that you've done some of these things as well, right? So first impression spaces. Let's start with curbside. It has happened. I have pulled up to a home with a client and they looked at the home and didn't even want to get out of their car. They were not super happy and their comment was, this does not look like the photos. Thanks, but no thanks. My job as a realtor is I'm like, well, let's, you know, I want to show you all possibilities. So let's at least give it a shot. Or at least I would try. I would try to say, hey, we made it all the way out here. Do you want to take a quick peek inside just to make sure before you make up your mind. More often than not, they're willing to do that. So be very aware of curbside. This is actually something that will happen. So make sure when your house is on the market that your landscaping is up to date, that you're very aware of any trash or debris that has blown into your yard and remove as much stuff as you can. So if you have children's toys out there, it's time to pack those up or put them in another spot. If you have dead or dying potted plants lying around, get rid of them. Because like I said, this actually does make quite a difference. And you definitely want potential buyers to walk in and want to see the space. You don't want them making comments about like the dead plants that are sitting right next to the front door. That's not what you want them to be focusing on. You definitely want them to be focusing on the entire exterior and give them the impression that this is a space where that they can see themselves. And I'm going to be saying that a lot because again, that's my job as a realtor is to, to walk through my clients who are listing their homes and try to help them create a space where potential buyers can see themselves inside. All right, so again, curbside, first impression, definitely make sure that it's neat and tidy. When you're driving home before, if you park in your garage, make sure just to come out like at least every few days and just kind of stand from the sidewalk and take a look around and make sure that your home is giving potential buyers the right impression. Okay, when we get inside that house, they are going to be, the potential buyers are going to be hit again. A lot of senses type of stuff. I don't know how else to describe this, 
But when they walk into a home, they're instantaneously very opinionated, good and bad. And so again, their senses are picking up on everything. So they're very aware of the feel. Is it feel cold or hot? Is the temperature right? What are the different smells that they're encountering? What are they seeing? What are they noticing? And this is something, again, that you want your clients to walk in and you want them to say, oh, wow, or neat, or great, or have something positive to say when they first walk through your door. So one of the things that I want you to consider, and right now we have it in our, in our own home, but that's okay to have it in my own home because my house is not on the market. But when you first walk into my home, that's where I have the basket where all the shoes go. So we gather them up during 20 minute tidy. But also on the very first table that you see when you walk in my home are photos. So I have framed photos in there of my family members. If I was putting my house into the mar- on the market, I would immediately take away those photos. I don't want them getting any kind of impressions about right now who's living in the home. So I don't want them to be focusing on who are these people and the kid, you know, the little boy in the photo in the corner, I wonder if this is his bedroom. That's not what I want them to be thinking of. I want them to focus on seeing themselves in the home. So again, be very aware of when they walk into the home, what are those first impressions that your home is giving? So you know when you're away from your home for a while, in fact, this is, I think, a Febreze commercial, they say nose blind. So you know when you're away from your home for a while and like you walk in and you're like, oh, it smells pretty nice in here, or hmm, somebody hasn't taken out the trash all day. Be aware of those things. So when you come home from work or you know, you've been away um, from the home for a while, walk through where potential buyers would be walking through and what are they noticing? What are they sensing? Again, take away anything personalized. You don't want them to get first impressions of you. You want them to get first impressions of your home. Okay, now we're going to go room by room. First, let's start with the kitchen. Kitchens are definitely one of the places that all buyers want to see. I mean, in fact, I can't think of somebody who was unimpressed or wasn't interested or disinterested, I should say, not unimpressed, but disinterested with a kitchen. Kitchens are definitely big selling points for buyers. Now, all of those big appliances that I beg you to take off your countertops anyway, now is the time. Take those ginormous mixers and bread makers and air fryers off your countertops. Countertops get cluttered very easily. And when you have those ginormous appliances on them, it makes them look smaller. So just by simply finding a home for your different appliances and putting them away giving the countertops a lot more space. It'll show buyers, it'll give them the impression or give them at least the accurate impression of how much space is in that kitchen. When you have those big appliances, it makes your countertop spaces look much smaller. So time to get rid of them. Also, when it comes to countertops, I want you to be aware of paperwork. Now, when I have a listing, I'm very, very conscientious about reminding my clients of keeping personal effects and documents and information and all of that stuff, medications, all of that stuff in safe and secure spaces. We as licensed realtors have an obligation to stay with my clients. So when I'm showing my clients, I am with them everywhere in that house. I don't let any client go through any part of any house unless I am right there with them. So I have a duty and an obligation to stick with them. But, you know, again, there are strangers in your home. You just don't want someone taking a peek. People can be very rude and you don't want them going through any kind of paperwork on your kitchen counters. And not just that, also paperwork on kitchen counters 
look cluttered, they look messy. And again, it detracts and distracts your potential buyer from actually looking at the space. You don't want them looking at your stuff. So if you have paperwork and you're in the habit of leaving it on your kitchen counter, now is the time to create what I call the paperwork drop zone. Find a basket or a bin, put it in a cabinet somewhere, and that's your collection spot for your paperwork. Look back through my podcast episode lists and you'll see some podcast episodes specifically about paperwork. Listen to them and listen to my system for organizing paperwork. It'll There's a lot of um, easy to follow tips in there. Now, when buyers are going through, again, me as a realtor, my job is trying to remind them to be very respectful of your space. And again, people are, they're going to look, they're going to look, they're going to open the refrigerator, they're going to open the pantry. Some of this is very normal. Obviously with a pantry, that's a space that comes with a home. They want to see, is it a walk-in pantry? Is it, uh, does it have a lot of shelving? Is there, but what they're going to also notice is what do you have in your pantry? So one quick tip is to when before you put your house on the market, go through your fridge, go through your freezer, go through your pantry. And now is the time to toss expired and those icky sticky items that have been sitting in there. You don't want to pack them anyway, especially if they've been opened. There is nothing worse than having a pantry packed or better yet, this has happened When there's a few stray open bottles and someone puts them into a box, um, you know, of gathering stuff on moving day and that open bottle of maple syrup ends up dripping out and sticking to stuff in the box. So you don't want that to happen. So try to keep fridges, pantries, and refrigerators just neat and tidy as much as you can. It's really expensive to move a lot of stuff. So the more stuff that you can purge and get rid of, the easier moving day will be for you anyway. Now, again, I, when I'm walking a client through someone else's home and we're looking at it, we're being respectful of the space, but occasionally clients will open a cabinet. And again, a lot of times they're just looking for different features. Do they have the pullout um, drawers? Do they have soft close cabinets or soft closed drawers? So again, sometimes they're looking for those features, but if they do happen to open some cabinets or drawers, if you can, again, just remember to try to be neat and tidy. Again, try to get rid of a lot of clutter in those different spaces. Now, a favorite tip of mine is this, and I learned this as a military spouse many, many years ago. So when we would be getting ready to PCS, we couldn't pack a lot of stuff. So the military would send in movers, professional movers. So we kind of knew after you've, I did eight moves in 13 years uh, during my time as a, as a military spouse. And I knew like generally after a while, after a few moves, what the movers would take and what they wouldn't. So what I would do is just take like that open bottle of maple syrup that I really didn't want anyone to pack and take out all of that stuff like candles and batteries and, um, foods, you know, foods that people would want to eat. Of course, this was a time to clean out the freezer. And I would give my friends and neighbors sort of a heads up like, hey, guys, if you guys want to come over to my house between five and seven today, I'm going to just put everything out that we're not taking on our move. And it was a great way to say goodbye to neighbors and friends and have everybody kind of come and take stuff so that we weren't wasting anything. I didn't like to just throw stuff away that was still really good. And it gave them an opportunity to come over and take stuff that they needed. So a great way to sort of um, pay it forward, repurpose um, a lot of different stuff and not just toss it away. Okay, the next spaces that I'm going to talk about are living and family room spaces. So a lot of times people call this the den or the living room or the family room. So I'm just kind of talking about shared spaces in general in your home. This is where I want you to go through if you have a lot of, again, paperwork, newspapers, magazines, catalogs. I want you to be very aware of them. 
this is not the time to get super stressed about keeping this stuff. One great tip when it comes to especially newspapers and such, if you call a local animal shelter, a lot of times they will gladly take old newspapers and I think, but I'm not I'm not promising you this, um, catalogs and um, stuff and line different cages for their for the animals in the shelters. So that might be something that you want to do, but definitely recycle them. If you have some really great magazines, maybe contact a local library or school to see if you can donate those. But I want you to be aware, again, these are items that are very um, expensive to move because in volume, they create a lot of weight. So if you put a lot of magazines in a box, those are heavy. And if you're paying for movers or you're paying with your own time to move it, very, very time consuming and can be very costly to move a lot of this stuff. So now's the time to go through, call through those magazines and newspapers and everything. All right, let's talk about bookshelves for a moment. Bookshelves are one of those spaces that often just collect a lot of junk. So I want you to go through and I want you to look at the bookshelves. And you can do some really, really easy tricks with this. First and foremost, do a declutter. I want you to remove everything from the bookshelves. And I want you to have a toss, a donate, and a keep pile. So trash, donate, keep. I want you to remove the items from the bookshelves and it goes into one of those piles. So obviously toss is anything trash or old broken toys or something your kid was fighting over with their sibling and you like, you know, hit it behind a book on a bookshelf. So toss all of those to trash. Now donate, put them in a box to donate. And because you're moving, I want you to donate those things right away. If you have a different charity in your area that will do regular donation pickups, get on their call list right now. So a lot of times they'll go out like, you know, two to four times a month, just depending on the charity and what their route is. Tell them to get that you want to be on their call list. And that way, you know, when they're going to be in your area next. So a lot of times these charities have uh, wonderful volunteers that will call and you can just put stuff out and they'll come by and pick them up. But definitely now is the time to really get generous with your donations. Now let's talk about those keep items. If it is stuff that belongs on the bookshelves, great. Once you've cleared off every single shelf, I want you to dust them or wipe them down. Now you can get super creative and do some fun things. Perhaps you're, instead of stacking books um, uh, uh, horizontally, or excuse me, instead of stacking them vertically, you can stack them horizontally and get super creative. You can group like items by color, and you don't have to put everything on every shelf in a bookcase. So just remember that. Pack up a lot of the stuff that you know you don't need because, again, this is something that can help on moving day, just can make the process go a lot quicker. If it's super heavy items like books, I suggest that you choose the smallest boxes possible. So if you go to Home Depot, for instance, um, just go where their boxes are and choose the small size boxes. You do not want to put books or super heavy items into medium or large boxes, they're nearly impossible to carry. So now's the time to kind of get creative and do what they like to do on all of those wonderful HGTV shows and get super creative in displaying your bookshelves. Again, it'll show how much space is in your home. It gives potential buyers the opportunity to look at the space. Again, they're not looking at your photos. They're not going through to see your old college textbooks to to try to guess what your occupation is. It keeps, again, the focus on your home and off of you as the seller. So neatly arrange and get creative, but very clean when it comes to arranging your bookshelves. 
All right. Again, we want to make sure we're removing all different photos. So if you have like large um, family photos hanging, now's the time to go ahead and take those down and pack them. If you have a lot of heavy drapery or curtains, I always like to tell clients, let's take them down. Even the different um, window coverings, a lot of times, especially if they're not super difficult to take down, go ahead and take them down. I think the best thing that you can do is open up a house and show as much light as possible in a home. Um, my very first listing that I had, the living room, the my clients had built a sunroom off of the living room. So the living room did have windows, but instead of looking onto the outside, it looked into the now sunroom. So it gave the impression when you first walked into the house with it being very dark. And so what we did is we move, removed all of the draping, all of the, the window coverings off of all of the windows. And that way, it actually helped quite a bit with light in the living room because that was one of the first impression spaces on that listing. So we walked in, we didn't have this, you know, in the middle of the day, why does this room feel so dark kind of feeling? It actually had quite a bit of light coming in. And on that note, walk, get someone to wash your windows. It depends on what type of the, or part of the country you live in. I have a friend who has a window washing business that lived here in Nevada, and we get our windows washed, I feel like, quite a bit in Nevada because we have a lot of dust and we don't get rain. But he actually, he and his wife moved to Florida a couple of years ago, and he was going to start a window washing business near Orlando where they got relocated. And quickly found out that people don't really get their windows washed as often in Florida as they do in Nevada because it rains a lot. So he had to sort of transition his business a little bit. But again, if you live in a place or a climate that it makes sense, get your windows washed too because you'll be surprised at how much light that lets in. And the more light, the better when you're putting your house on the market. All right, the other thing about family and shared spaces and living rooms, areas like that, I want you to look at all of the different furniture. Are you really going to take that big, huge couch or lazy boy recliner or whatever it is to your new home? You might have an idea. Are you, you know, upsizing in your new home or are you downsizing? Do you know what kind of um, home you're going into? Is this going to fit inside your new home or are you going to want to buy maybe a new couch for the new house anyway? I don't want you to completely get rid of furniture. In fact, if you can kind of functionally stage your house, that's ideal. But if you do have pieces of furniture and it's possible to get rid of them, definitely try to do so. So again, try to sell it to a neighbor or give it away to a needy uh, a family or friend or a charity. Try to get rid of as many big pieces of furniture that dwarf a room as you can. Because again, you want to give the impression of space when it comes to um, appealing to potential buyers. And also on this note on shared spaces, let's talk about pets real quick because this is actually probably the most common thing when it comes to first impressions and family spaces. So if you have a pet and we have a pet, we have a dog, be very aware of what our our little furry family members do in our home. Obviously, like our dog is getting kind of older, so we have to really watch him when he's inside the house um, because if he's showing any signs, he will he will potty inside the house and he has his favorite spaces. So if we see him kind of, you know, walking over to one of his um, favorite um, pee spots, then we're like, scout and, you know, try to get him out of the house real quick. So just kind of be aware of this because when people do walk in, it is 100% one of the things they'll notice about your house. If you have a cat, make sure you're cleaning that litter box every single day. Yes, every single day. If your pet has a lot of toys, try to get a little box or bin or something kind of neat to put in the side. Try to maybe even declutter some of those. Um, Maybe now's the time to kind of buy them a new little bed 
And again, we're just trying to give the best impression that we can of your home to potential buyers. So we're just trying to keep them focused on the space, not focused on who lives in the space. Okay, the next area of the home I want you to consider when you're getting ready to list it are your bathrooms. Again, bathrooms are a pain in the butt to pack, I tell you, because so much of the stuff in there is heat sensitive or has been opened or will spill or it will get over or all over everything else. So now is the time to go through your bathroom. And again, if it's any kind of item that you can donate, please, please find an organization or a charity to donate unopened toiletries, soaps, toothbrushes, toothpaste, all of those different things that can help somebody else. If they are opened items, but they're still good and you don't want to take them, remember what I said about the kitchen thing? When you have food items or candles or different things, add those to that um, to those groups of items. And then when you invite friends or family members to come over and take, they can take the, you know, open bottles of lotions that smell wonderful, but you don't want to pack it and take the risk of having it spill all over the contents inside moving boxes. So now is the time to go through. And I know some of us, I can sometimes get into this bad habit if I go to Ulta or Sephora and I buy a little bit more than I probably should and I have all these eyeshadows and different things that are not open, now is the time to really be honest with myself and ask, am I really going to use this item? And a quick tip on this is this, put a use by date. You've heard me talk about this before. You can just use a little dot and put a realistic date. So for instance, say you're moving at the end of April put a use by date to April 15th. And if you don't use the item by April 15th, you know it's time to let it go. And that way, again, you're not packing all of this stuff and taking it to your new home or taking the risk of having it go bad in the box if there's temperature fluctuations um, or worse yet, spill its contents over the rest of the items in the box. So go through those makeup, toiletry items, cleaning products, all of that stuff. The shampoos, the conditioners, go through them all. Okay, I like to keep towels and linens sort of aside. So for instance, if I'll keep one set of sheets for the bed if I know we're moving soon. And then that way I can start packing my linen closet. But I like to double purpose my linen. So for instance, my husband and I, when we moved, if we had some items that we just wanted to pack ourselves, we didn't want to leave it to the packers. We used some of the towels or the washcloths or the sheets to wrap those items ourselves and then label the boxes so that we knew where some of the maybe important family heirlooms or different things like that were. And it was a nice way to pack the towels and the linens, but also not have to go out and spend a lot of money on like bubble wrap and different cushion stuff like that for packing. So you can definitely use your towels and different linens to pack fragile items. Okay. Um, you also just want to be very aware of the showers and the bathtubs and the toilet and the cleanliness. Again, we're going back to those first impressions. And I, I would say, I quite honestly, most people are respectful when they walk into someone else's home. They're not necessarily looking in your toilet, but they'll, they'll open your shower or they'll walk by your bathtub. So you want to give the impression that everything is neat and orderly and clean. And so if you can, just keep the shower and the bathtub just sort of wipe down the sinks. You know, if kids spit toothpaste and stuff, try to get them in the habit of just sort of rinsing them out and wiping them up. Because I know it kind of gets a little crazy when you get notification that someone's coming to look at your house and then, you know, you stress out like, did the kids, is the kids' bathroom a disaster or whatever? So just sort of get in the habit and the routine. 
maybe add it to your 20 minute um, tidy to just go through and wipe down bathrooms. Keep a um, tub of just little wipes to wipe stuff down to make it easy on yourself. Medications. This is something that's actually very, very important. Um, And if you have medications in your home, now is the time to figure out a very safe spot for them to be locked away and hidden. Again, you're going to have people coming into your home. And if you have like an open house, for instance, the realtor that's holding the open house can't always be with everybody at every time if you have multiple people in the house. Pre-COVID or, you know, even during COVID sometimes, um, sometimes there are more than one or two people in the house at one time. So you want to make sure anything like that, like medications um, are locked up um, and put away where nobody can find them. Because again, people are, when they're walking to your house, it's, you know, obviously common. They can spend a few seconds or a few moments in different spaces, but we don't want people in a space for any length of time, you know, and again, most people are very respectful of this, but you as a homeowner just need to take every precaution possible. So definitely lock up any kind of medications or put them in a safe location when you put your house on the market. And lastly, just another little tip to just make sure the cabinets are uh, neat and tidy. Like if they open drawers or cabinets to take a quick peek to look at space, make sure they're neat and tidy. You don't have a ton of stuff in there. One of the things that buyers do look for under sinks are if there's been any possible leaks. And again, this is something that I have encountered as a listing agent where we had to, um, they had to disclose everything and everything from mold remediation. So this becomes like a big thing when it comes to buyers and what they're looking for. So it is pretty commonplace for them to open cabinets under sinks just to take a peek and look and see if there's any signs of any flooding or any kind of water damage. So just be aware of that and save yourself the headache of getting anything like that repaired or fixed again before you list your house on the market because it can be kind of a headache to both sides of the transaction if you do run into anything like this. All right, bedrooms. Let's talk about bedrooms for a minute. Now, I want you to make your bed every single day. This is something that I encourage you to do anyway. If you can get in the habit right now, it's phenomenal. But it just, again, gives the space a very neat and tidy look. So I know this from personal experience. If I walk into my bedroom and it feels a little like cluttered, I have a very bad habit of doing the thing where I change my clothes (laughs) different times a day. And then I'm like, this is too clean for the laundry hamper, but it's dirty enough. I don't want to hang it up or put it in a drawer. So I'm just going to leave it right here so that I could wear it again later in the week. Super bad habit I have, but it's just what I do. So I've noticed if I walk into my bedroom and my bed is made, it actually makes the room look more tidy. Even if I have some clothes draped over the end of the bed or over a chair or something. So make your bed on a daily basis And I'm going to go through over children's rooms on this too. Make sure your children are making their bed on a daily basis too. It just makes a big difference. Again, bedrooms are areas where you want to remove and be very aware of all the personal items that you have for, for safety purposes and again, for depersonalization purposes. You don't want to give any kind of information to potential people that are walking to your house that are considering buying your house. Just keep things neat and tidy. It's okay to have maybe a book and your glasses, a phone charger on your nightstand, maybe a lamp, but keep everything else kind of put away and tidied. It's not, I would never let a potential buyer go through anyone's dresser drawers. And I hope there's There aren't any realtors out there that would allow their clients to do that too. So you should be safe when it comes to your personal spaces. But again, just be aware of depersonalizing the spaces in your bedrooms. You can utilize under bed storage. These are great. And that way the items are still accessible to you. So these are something that you can buy at Walmart or Target. 
They're just flat bins, and then you can put your stuff in there and just slide them under your bed. And then again, you have your stuff nearby, but it's kind of tucked away and put away from people that will be walking through your home. Also, you just want to be aware of flat spaces, kind of give your dresser tops a nice dusting. It's nice just to keep those spots neat and tidy. If you have a habit of putting like emptying change and putting that on there, you may just want to put like a covered box or something or um, a little container that you can put inside of a drawer just to keep, again, the space neat and tidy and to keep your stuff safe and secure. The other thing about bedrooms that I see very often are having non-bedroom related items in a bedroom. And this is often like the the ironing board or an old TV that didn't work or the vacuum cleaner, different things like this. Try to find a spot for all the items in your home. It's better to have the vacuum cleaner in a closet, even if it's your bedroom closet, than just to be sitting out. So just again, keep your space very neutral. Try to find a spot for every item in your home. If you've used your bedroom as one of those spaces to like hide away a bunch of junk before company comes over, now's the time to go through the quote unquote junk and figure out what you're going to do with it anyway, because you're getting ready to move. Now, also be aware of the drapery in here. Um, My husband works a kind of a crazy schedule, so he needs a pretty dark room um, during the day. So you don't necessarily have to take everything down. But if you can, if you can remove maybe big drapes or different things um, in the bedrooms, this will help, again, brighten the spaces and lighten them up a bit, if you can. Okay, children's spaces. Let's talk about this real quick. Let's be realistic about this. I don't want you to scar your children from ever selling a home. It's like when we have company coming up and it's like sometimes I'm like a crazy person. I'm like, pick up your stuff. We have people coming over. Let's make it easy on the kids. And if you can, just buy bins. Just buy bins that they can go in and throw their toys into. If you can possibly go in and declutter as much as you can, that would be ideal. And that's probably what you should be doing anyway, again, before the big move. But just keep it easy on the kids and yourself. And when you're getting ready to have a showing, you just want the kids to go in there and quickly put everything away in a bin and maybe slide them onto a shelf or against the wall. People are pretty understanding when it comes to kids. I will tell you this, like, People understand that kids, living with kids and showing a home with kids is a very difficult thing. So don't stress too much about it, but make it easy on yourself and kiddos and just get a bin system in place for easy cleanup. Okay, let's move on real quick to the laundry room. This is a space that I do think that you just need to keep tight. If you can just get a laundry bin system, ultimately... It's one that has lids. If not, get in the habit of just trying to keep up with laundry. Just do one load a day. For most families, most households, this should be enough just to keep up with it. So if I am on my A game on my day, I will walk downstairs and throw a load into the washer in the morning and then a couple of hours later, move it over to the dryer and then sometime during the day, I'll go and fold it and put it away right away. So if you can get into just a good habit of doing this and keeping up with the laundry, that'll make a big help with that. Because again, um, this is one of those spaces that can just get a little overwhelming, a little stinky. And again, people are understanding about this. People understand that we all have dirty laundry. So don't get super stressed out about it. But again, I'm just trying to give you tips on how to do it. So get in the habit, just like I want you to get in the habit of making your bed daily, Try to get in the habit of doing one load of laundry from start to put away daily. And also just give your washer and dryer, countertop, sinks, anything that you have in your laundry room, just a quick wipe down. Even maybe the baseboards on a weekend if you want to do a deep clean. Um, 
a lot of times the baseboards and laundry rooms get real dirty and have lint and stuff. So you just may want to kind of give the overall room a quick wipe down um, before you put the house on the market. All right, let's talk about closets. Closets are something that are notorious for getting overstuffed. So do not overstuff your closets. Two things I want you to do. Number one, declutter. I can always get rid of another pair of shoes or a t-shirt or something out of my closet. And I bet you can too. So go through, now's the time to declutter all of the closets in your home and donate those items to your favorite charity. The next thing I want you to do is I want you to start to pack out of season clothing. So if you're selling your home in the summer, pack the winter stuff. It's okay to pack it, put it in boxes, label it, stack those boxes in the garage or wherever. Or vice versa, if it's winter, go ahead and pack your summer stuff. But don't have so much stuff in your closets because again, you don't want your potential buyers to be focusing on, you know, boy, the house with the messy closets or anything. You just want them to get the best impression of the space and want them to purchase your home. The other tip, and I wouldn't necessarily go out and stress about this, but this is something that you can work towards. One tip that makes a closet look really neat is when all of the hangers are the same. So whether they're the felt hangers, the wood hangers, or the plastic hangers. If you're just starting out and you don't want to make a huge investment, I would just suggest that you go out and go to Walmart and buy a bunch of white plastic hangers and just put those in your closet. It makes a big difference. When we walk into closets and we just change out the hangers as, pro- as professional organizers, it is one of the things that kind of gives that wow um, experience when you walk into a closet. So uniform hangers makes a great impression in a closet. All right. If you can clear out closet floors as much as possible, that's another thing that I want you to focus on. So again, we a lot of times get in habits of throwing stuff in our closet floors or have a lot of shoes. I am a big shoe person, so I can definitely go in and call out some of my shoes. And that is something that if you are also a shoe person, you can probably do too. So try to clear out the floors and closets and just be aware of them when it comes to getting your home ready. All right, moving on, home office. All right, again, I want you to just keep your paperwork in a very neat system, even if it's just a drop zone. So keep it in a secure location, out of prying eyes, put it in maybe a desk drawer or cabinet, and you can just find a bin or a basket just to keep all the paperwork in. Don't worry about implementing a paperwork system if you're moving right now. You might be biting off a little bit more than you can chew if um, you're doing that and trying to put your house on the market. So paperwork can get a little tricky. But again, make sure everything is accessible. I like a binder system for my bills. Again, go to some of my paperwork episodes of the podcast and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. All right, so let's talk about garages for a second. This is the last space, garages and storage spaces. This is something that will... Uh, give buyers one impression or the other. So again, sometimes they're looking specifically for a three-car garage. But if they walk into your three-car garage that doesn't even, you can't even fit one car in, it kind of just gives them not the greatest um, impression. Now, if you're already packing up your home and you're storing boxes in your garage, do something and just put them along the side of the wall. And then again, people are very understanding. They're forgiving. They can overlook stuff like that. But before you put your house on the market, I want you to declutter your garage, period, end of story, something you have to do. We put so much stuff in our garage that we don't even realize or our storage units if you have something like a storage shed or something at your home. So again, just like I told you before, you can do trash, donate, or keep. 
And as you're going through, start to put items in your garage and one of those spaces. Toss out the trash, call for the donation pickup, and then for the keep, it's probably time for packing. So when you pack, make sure you put it in a box and label it so that you know what it is when you get to your new home. Now, one other story about a garage that really makes a big difference. If you just keep the floor swept, it actually makes a big difference. And we would do this a lot as professional organizers. Again, it's those little things that make a big, big impression. So we would go through and sort out the garages and then we would go through and just sweep the floor. The client would come in and they would be super impressed because a lot of times garages collect all kinds of stuff, dust, trash, leaves, all kinds of stuff. So making sure your garage floor is swept will make a great first impression. Okay, my voice is a little hoarse from doing this. This is probably my longest podcast episode to date. I have so much more information to share, but you'll have to stay tuned for further episodes. So if you're interested in any of the self-paced classes, right now I have a time management journal class on my website. At the end of February, this is February 2021, I'll have a decluttering class available. Go to my website, oneorganizedmama.com, click on online courses, and you'll get more information. They're super affordable. And again, self-paced, you're not in a Zoom class, you don't have to worry about what you look like when you take it. So definitely check those out. Now, since I've told you guys I'm a realtor, if you're in the Las Vegas area or you know anyone in the Las Vegas area interested in buying or selling a home, by all means, I would love to help them out. You can shoot me an email at oneorganizedmama at gmail.com and I will definitely love to talk to you about that. Or if you're a realtor in another part of the country, I would love to connect with you as well. So thank you so much for listening to this longest episode of the One Organized Mama podcast. And just so that I make sure I'm compliant, anytime I talk about my real estate business, I do have to give a little bit of this information. So my license S.01 888-17, my brokerage select properties group, 2575 South Cimarron Boulevard, Suite 104, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. It's one of those things we have to do. If we talk about any kind of advertising, when it comes to our real estate business, we are required to give our license information. So since I did that in this episode, I just want to make sure I'm staying compliant. All right. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the One Organized Mama podcast. 